0: Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Deanna Johansson.
1: And I'm Maureen Smith. And today we are jo- joined by Nicole Wood, owner of Ravenswood Loft. Hi. Hi.
0: How are you today?
1: Oh, I'm great. It's a
2: beautiful day. It is so gorgeous mm-hmm. out today. My goodness, like you couldn't talk me into throwing on a sweater. I even... <laughs> It, like the the temperature
1: could drop 15 20 degrees and i'd be like no t-shirt t-shirt mm. got to have it no we so today's thursday which is my day off in the week and i like i like woke up like nice and early and like looked at the weather and was like oh my god it's going to be 59 today and like insisted that we go out and get breakfast and like we went to a couple thrift stores to look for a rug and like just i wanted to like be out and do stuff today and it was it's so good.
2: Take full advantage of it. That's the one thing about Chicago weather. It does um, it does prompt you to get to go in when the weather's nice. Like there's mm-hmm. no there's no hanging out. No.
0: Absolutely you gotta like take advantage of yeah. every good moment. strike
2: while that iron is
0: hot yeah. How long have you lived in Chicago?
2: Um oh gosh over twenty five years. Cool.
1: Wow. Yeah, a long time cool nice well so um i we definitely want to you're that we have you here to talk about a an event happening on mother's day and it's it is a vegan high tea for yes. mother's day which like so my my family like very much identifies with being irish and like i have a bunch of family over there and so the the concept of tea and like the rituals that go with tea is like very near and dear to my heart and so and being vegan it's like rough because like <laughs> you don't get to have the little like tower of sandwiches and stuff like that so like i saw vegan high tea and i was like we need in on that so um uh would you mind talking about the event a little bit
2: no absolutely not um so i my mother's from germany um you know, coffee time, tea time, a really, really big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, you know, it's a ritual and it's where people find out what's happening, it's where you get the dirt, it's where you talk about really anything. You know, the dinner table, you might not, breakfast table, everybody's on their way out, but that like afternoon tea time, afternoon coffee time is a really- Exactly, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, And my, I had a recent um, experience with high tea at the Fall Fall at the Peninsula Club.
1: Oh yeah,
2: mm.
1: yeah. Um, Heather Bodine Liederman, the um, the owner of Pie Pie, my darling, was she like recently went there and was talking about it. And it just, it looks so cool.
2: It's it is fantastic, and yeah, it's the towers of little tiny sandwiches and you know the caviar topped this and the you know the truffles and then on the balcony there's a, a classical music duo that are playing and the music just infuses the room and they come in reheat your water they give you high, nice. fresh, hot water yeah nice. it was really it was super decadent and you know the room was really gorgeous and um that amped up that my experience of that afternoon coffee and really that particular event was me talking to a a friend of mine who said oh yeah let's meet for coffee oh well let's meet for tea okay well meeting for tea you know doesn't always include the peninsula high tea but when it does (laughs) you take note and it was great it was great so yeah so that was my that was my exposure to like that real ritualistic high tea, and I just dug it.
0: Nice. So what made you go, OK, I need to, I want this to happen in my space?
2: Well, I, I mean, I, so the Ravenswood Loft is a space that I just recently took full ownership of. I've been the manager director of it for about a year now. But just as of January, I took over the ownership. Um, I've had spaces before, where we've had really unique events—some food-based events, a lot of music-based events, a lot a lot of music-based events, a lot of dance-based events—and um, you know, I want I wanted to step off onto the right foot with Ravenswood Loft, and so. The events, in addition to doing private events, which we do a lot of, and we did a lot of in its former incarnation, which was Little Street Loft, um, I wanted to not only put my own brand on this space, but also to invigorate it with something unique. And um, like I told a friend of mine this weekend, we had this great CD release party, and it was his CD, and um, it was Estrella de Radio um featuring Jake Sanders and what I said to him is like every note he played basically infused the mortar between the bricks with like a good vibe and it, it it lends itself to bringing that energy out again when you have cool events in there when people come and rent your space they're walking into a space that has already sort of been primed with joy if you will mm-hmm. And um, the idea of doing a food-based event, I love the idea of, of something that was like a high tea. Um, we have, uh, within the space, we do rehearsals for this thing called the Chicago Chorus Girl Project. And that is a collection of women from all over the city. And I'm happy to tell you about that a little bit later on in the show, but um, a couple of the women, one of them in particular, is a vegan and um, she's also a cheesemonger. Oh, yeah, she's a vegan cheesemonger, who knew?
0: Like dairy cheese? But no, no. vegan cheese, right, vegan right. cheese. Nice.
2: She makes the most amazing, I was at a, an event um, at her house last summer and the cheese was unbelievable.
1: Who is this person? Because <laughs> I'm I'm from Wisconsin, and so like, I've, I'm as a vegan person from Wisconsin, like vegan cheese. I'm like, tell me about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Her name is Christine Vorbill.
2: and she is, um, she's one of my chorus girls. Cool. And she is a mover and a shaker. She's got a gorgeous garden. Um, she's a really delightful chef. Everything she we had at this soy was incredible, and the cheese was just striking to me um and so then you know i was talking with her about maybe doing something for a mothers day thing and and uh you know we sort of came to the conclusion kind of simultaneously sitting there there's another friend of ours who does all these great um soaps and uh lotions and things like that her company's called soapability and so the, any the three of us were sort of just sitting there and we're like yes high tea vegan Mm -hmm. mother's day yes yes (laughs) oh yes high tv mother's day high tea vegan yeah that's it a vegan high tea on mother's day and it just like just sort of bubbled up in this you know 90 seconds of fervor and it was just perfect it was just perfect yeah so yeah so it was something that that um it just made sense and the way that my mind works in terms of creating events like you know, by the end of that day, I sort of had everything kind of stacked in my brain. I understood, you know, what the logistics, the base of the logistics. Of course, there has to be music. My style of music is hot jazz. Cool. Um, and I have a really, really amazing community with with um, traditional jazz music. And so I reached out to a friend of mine, Aaron Riley, who has a band called Shorty and the Sugar Pushers. And they are just delightful. And she's a she's a singer and she's got a couple of players with her. And I asked her if she was available and she's absolutely tell me when. We'll get the guys together. And so it's going to be this, you know, instead of classical music, it's gonna be like this, you know, songbird singing these nineteen thirties oh, jazz cool. standards and Towers of Little Sandwiches and um, Because vintage is really a thing that I do, Um, I already had a, you know, three-foot-tall bag of perfectly folded vintage tablecloths, (laughs) and I put my head to finding, you know, 60 vintage teapots and 100 vintage teacups, and creamers and and sugar bowls and oh my God. i basically did just that and so i just i just went on the hunt and i put the word out and all my you know all my what i call junkers like all the folks <laughs> who you know who hit up the thrift stores and antique stores and stuff um and sure enough i have a array of about 50 vintage teapots and nice. about 100 vintage teacups and uh, we're so two dumb. weeks out, and I am ready to roll.
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, this sounds like so much fun. Like, <laughs> it sounds like, honestly, there's something very, like, specific about, like, a high tea on a Sunday because there's something kind of like sunny and clean about like Mm. Sunday afternoons well and I also
0: think it's interesting like it's so it feels so difficult to me to think about theming for Mother's Day yeah because it can be so uh I don't know what what am I trying to say yeah yeah Yeah, and I think that doing something where it's like oh it's we're gonna do something different you know like that's such a like like an important line to strike you know
1: Well, and it's also tough, because I... So I was talking to my mom about, like, oh, like, what do you want to do for Mother's Day? And she was like, ugh, well, I don't want to go out. Because, (laughs) like, going out on Mother's Day is always, like, so crowded and, like, so weird. And, like, I always feel like I have to be the center of attention. And and so, like, I feel like something like this, where, like, yes, it's a Mother's Day event. But, I mean, it it doesn't... Like... (laughs) As weird as it sounds, it doesn't sound like moms are the centerpiece. It just seems like a nice afternoon that a, mm. that any person could enjoy. That yes. is just like, like, hey, let's celebrate today. Let's celebrate mothers. Let's all eat sandwiches and feel a little fancy today.
2: Yeah. Which oh, absolutely. Great. Absolutely. And yeah, it's, um, it's definitely, it's, you know, it could be a, vegan Sunday afternoon high tea I mean that's that's what it's about it's Mm -hmm. about that you know spring has come and the sun will be shining and you know the music will be playing it's really um yeah that's what it's about
0: can we talk a bit about what's the menu going to be like what can people expect from that good old
2: I am so glad you asked (laughs) cool in fact um so as stated it's absolutely all vegan nice um uh something that really struck me at the i'm going to go back and forth between my peninsula experience and and um the Ravenswood loft um vegan high tea um i loved that everybody got like on the side not on the big you know tower but on the side there was a little basket of scones like scones and clotted cream to me are i i know right
1: i i love that shit
2: i know (laughs) it's right it's you know it's uh decadent and it's you know there's a little tart to the cream and there's Mm -hmm. the sweetness of the scones and the texture and everything So, um, we definitely are going to have scones for all of the guests. Um, we're going to have two varieties. We're going to have a lemon lavender scone
1: and a currant scone. Uh, Oh, no. I'm like secretly 70 and I'm having the time of my life listening to this menu. I'm so (laughs) happy about it. Okay. (laughs) Um, so Christine, our cheesemonger is
2: going to, um, whip up some vegan clotted cream. Um... I know, right? It's bringing you to tears. I get that.
0: Yeah. Ah! I mean, the thing that's so um, interesting about all this is that the things that you associate with high tea... Are things that people say like, oh, that like, how many people have told you like, oh, you can't go to you can't go to Ireland and be vegan, you can't go to 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 London and be vegan because the menus all just sausage and and cream and and you know <laughs> right, and all right. these things that are just like, and it's just always amazing to me to see how much veganism as a movement and like veganism culinary practices have grown. Yeah, where like this is possible, you know, like these like you can find these. I want to keep hearing about the menu, but yeah, I do yeah, have a question. No, no, yeah, no, yeah.
2: absolutely. Um, yeah. So the scones uh, are going to be created by a chef, um, a company by the name of Zesty Catering, and they're going to be doing the scones and some of the sandwiches. The um, there's also going to be a sweet carrot butter mm. for the scones as well, and a little bit of jam, of course. Um, then we have a Selection of savory, um, little finger sandwiches. We've got a roasted artichoke and tarragon, like a little salad. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got cucumber, dill, and a lemony cashew cream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got a... And those two first are provided by Zesty Catering. Um, The next two, which to me is like... You know, this is just the the perfect like American finger sandwich, um, and these are both by Moonlight Vulture. Uh, we've got the garbanzo bean um, tuna tea sandwich, which it, I tasted it and it's unbelievable. And then of course you absolutely have to have a little egg salad sandwich. Oh,
1: absolutely. So yeah, um,
2: both of those are are by Moonlight Vulture. Um, we are then uh, then our. Uh, Cheesemonger Christine comes in and she is making a sheepless Roquefort um, with a mm-hmm. little bit of spirulina in it. Cool. Right? So the look and the taste and everything is going to be yeah. super authentic. Um, it's going to be served on a water cracker. It's going to be topped with a little bit of fig jam. And then um, what she's calling shrooms in bloom cheese, which is a cashew cheese. Um, with some truffle oils and Ooh. that sort of thing,
1: right? <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And that's going to be on a um, tomatilla and sage cracker.
1: Holy, okay.
2: Um, and then of course there's going to be some spring radishes and a little bit of butter and you know salt on the radishes. Just a, a little, a little fresh veggie thing. Right.
0: I, yeah. So I, my mouth I, is watering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The it. thing that's um, this is a really interesting thing for me. One of the things we talk about a lot is um, this is a, a it's relevant in a way, but I'll get I'll get to that. The what <laughs> the thing that we talk about a lot is the idea of if you're going to make something bigger than an individual, like bringing that reason for that, and I think that like veganism culinary practices specifically like lend that to itself really easily and so what i mean by that is like it would be really easy to just like do a mother's high tea day high tea and do like the high tea menu and then just kind of like do it all through one like chef's experience but i think that what's amazing about vegan food culinary practices is i love how much you're bringing in from so many different folks Mm. and i think that um there is a like especially for folks that are very creative and there's like an artistry factor like you you want it to be like oh this is my purview this is my like i have control over every aspect of this but i think that in so many ways like uh there are it's it's, we're thinking about this a lot with like with regards to like artistry generally like trying to figure out coalition building and stuff but it's that That is kind of like what I'm finding myself hitting on when you're talking about kind of like all of these different influences that you're pulling from different makers and different creators and stuff. Um, is that something that you like thought about before going into it that you were like, I want to make sure to kind of pull from as many people like people's talents as I can? Or was it just like, this is just what makes sense?
2: Well, it's interesting that you say that because I actually hadn't really thought of it except that um, in life... I am an entertainment producer. Mm -hmm. Um, And in that life, um, I basically spend my days um, pulling together, like a client will say, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And I will pull together artists from hither and yon, uh, so many different influences, skill sets, talents aesthetics um, origins and create one cohesive thing um, and I think really I mean I hadn't thought about this until you just brought this up I think that um, based on my reputation for doing that well and and being able to come up with um, ultimately a product, in the entertainment world that is um, interesting and dynamic and diverse. Um, I think with that reputation, the people that I have reached out to um, have had the confidence that I'm a pretty good curator Mm -hmm. and they've been able to sort of um, had they in an urge to sort of dominate the whole thing or say we want yeah we want to make sure it's all really done right so and the only way we can do it is if we do it all i think the that urge can be more easily resisted when people know my reputation for being a curator and a curator of fine things and blended and balanced things well and i
0: think that's super interesting because and and this is uh if speak to me tell me if i'm like misrepresenting but concept conceptually like my understanding of high tea is that every piece has to like the the thing is that when it would be really easy to have one thing where it's like okay that was the star of the of the of the meal Mm -hmm. you know and this was the the mvp but i think that in a lot of ways like the concept of a of a well-rounded high tea has to have multiple mvps it has to kind of be working in concert and i think that's such a yeah
1: my experience with it is that um, you kind of have, cause like for me, high tea is something that I that I enjoy. There was this place in Milwaukee that my mom and I would go to a lot called Anaba Tea Room, and we would um, we would get um, we would get high tea. And I remember on that tower there were like specific things that that we liked. Like I would eat, like she didn't really like. This was before I was vegan. She didn't really like the curry chicken salad sandwich. And I didn't really like the egg salad sandwich. Mm -hmm. And so we would obviously, you know, she would take the egg. Yeah, exactly. And so like something, what resonates to me about high tea is that there's kind of something for every palate. Yeah. Because it's supposed to be kind of, it's supposed to be like, something that everybody can share and like not really think about but like you walk away and you're like ah like that was like i feel like relaxed and you know i i like you were saying like i caught up with people and Mm -hmm. it's supposed to be just like clean and light and like elegant and refreshing and it's it and so and what i was gonna say earlier is like that's not really an experience that i've had yet in veganism Interesting. Where, like, where, um, there's, there are definitely, like, there are definitely, like, fine dining vegan options. That's, you know, there's no doubt about that. But I've never, I've never quite had that outside of, like, going to, like, a raw vegan place that's, like, inherently very light. But I've not, I've not quite had, like, the little finger sandwiches and just kind of, like, the light fare that comes with high tea. And so, like... That as a concept is like super appealing to me. Just I think that there's been recently a lot of emphasis on like vegan comfort food and like scratching itches and like <laughs> and like satisfying urges, but like yeah, and yeah even high these... tea isn't really about satisfying an urge. No, no, it's right. all pinkies out, man. Yeah. It's all pinkies out.
2: Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, and I think that to your point, to like the thing that I feel. I mean, I'm sure that there's like thinking back if I really went through every vegan meal I've ever had I could find an example of this but there are a lot of vegan meals that I've places that I've been to where I've had like a couple things on the menu and been like oh this one item is their star item and it's amazing and then I've had like another item on their menu and been like yeah you know this is fine and I think that that's something that because the the like culinary practices are so in development mm-hmm. in the last you know decade or, or two, like it's interesting kind of seeing that happen more, where where people are are building menus like this.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense, and it is not. I mean, you know, it's you're right. It's not supposed to be a heavy comfort foody thing. Honestly, goodness. Um, in addition to those savories, we've got some sweet things which I'm I'm happy to go through but Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, um, no, not at all. I I look at this menu and and I'm almost like, Oh, is there you know, I mean, there's like seven savory things. Like seven little three inch by two inch sandwiches is still a lot of food. Oh, you yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, oh, I, so, absolutely. Yeah. So it's definitely it's definitely I almost I really a couple times I've almost thought, Oh shoot, like is this too much? But Whatever. We'll we'll let people <laughs> we'll let
1: people pick and choose as they like. Well, and that's the experience is that like everybody's gonna go up and be like, That's not my thing, that's totally my thing. Maybe I'll try that like if after I've eaten everything. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a it's the kind of thing where it kinda like satisfies every palate. Right. Well, and
0: I think it's what's interesting for me too is um you know, I'm, I'm thinking now of... Have you ever watched, like, The Great British Baking Show? Sure, yeah. I always am interested in <laughs> Absolutely. when they do savory stuff. I'm also always interested in... And I, I had a thought, and then I lost it. But then I started thinking about The Great British Baking Show. So so sorry about that. I think the thought about The Great British Baking Show was just that I love... I'm always interested when they do savory. Because they don't always do that right. on a thing. But um, my secondary thought about Great British Baking Show feels very relevant to this conversation. Which is that I feel like... like when people are like, Oh, I'm gonna I'm vegan now and then they talk with like their families about it. Um, their families are like, Oh what, you don't appreciate the traditions that we tried to raise you with or like you don't appreciate like I'm Italian Mm-mm-mm. and my family's all very Italian. So they like the thought of me going, Oh I'm gonna be vegan now it's like oh what you don't want to eat meatballs no, anymore?
2: Fazool, right, you the, yeah, don't right, want what, right, how, you right. don't want
0: my big ziti anymore <laughs> right, and it's like right. no, like I really still appreciate like, you know, I watch Great British Baking Show. I watch Chef's Table. I watch... Um, I like that uh, YouTube series, Binging with Babish. Like, I like learning about culinary practices. And I like learning about traditional experiences. And if the only resource that I have to do that is one that is a vehicle that's not entirely vegan, I think that's fine. But I also love... Seeing that you can go from that, go from these experiences, and make something like this, where it's like, oh, this is actually going to—we're pulling directly from, you know, like you mentioned, a lot of the menu items are pulling directly from traditional mm-hmm. experiences in ways that are that are dip- well, because is is the one piece that you were talking about was the one that they use spirulina. Is that a tradi- is that a thing that was done with the original well, food or is it Ro-
2: roquefort, make- roquefort cheese? Is that is that delicious moldy okay yeah right
0: right
1: bit. so the so the the spirulina gives it those like veins of blue cool.
0: mold. yeah
1: which i i think it's interesting because um
2: sometimes even when you you know that visual that visual to have that that pale white cheese and those veins of blue in there like the, you can't deny that the visual does affect your mm-hmm. your enjoyment, your participation in the whole thing.
1: Oh, 100%. There's this uh, there's this vegan cheese called Violife. It's mm-hmm. it's from Europe and it's like it's some of the best vegan cheese I've had and um they have they have a blue cheese. And what kind of messes with my head is that it's it comes in a block mm-hmm. and it's just like and what it, it it's it's not the texture of it. It doesn't have the look of it, but it tastes just like it. Yeah. Mm. And what it, it throws me off though, because I look and I'm like, this could be anything, but it tastes exactly like blue cheese. And I'm and I'm like, so it absolutely scratches that itch for me, but at the same time I'm like, I wish it had like I wish I could crumble this on a salad. Like I wish I could like spread this. Like mm-hmm. So I think it, there's so much to like Taking that extra step of like, hey, we're gonna make this creamy. Hey, we're mm-hmm. gonna put the we're gonna put these veins of blue in there. And yeah. No, there's like, it, it's those extra steps that like really push it over the edge.
2: Well, I th- oh sorry, go ahead. No, I mean,
1: isn't that with
2: life in general? Like, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's the extra stitching on that favorite pair of jeans. You yeah. know that that make you go, ah, oh, that's a fine looking pair of pants. You know, whatever <laughs> right. the case is. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that. There's something to be said about, because I think that, like, veganism in its, like, anti-authoritarianism way, like, it like it's, for some people, it's very much a rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can really um, be synonymous with not wanting to have a nice experience. Uh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, where it's like, oh, you want to eat vegan food, so you just want to not eat nice food. Right. And it's like, no, I think that going that, if, I think if you're going to make the choice to go that extra mile... You should go that extra mile, and I think that's something that is really like beautiful to hear. And yeah, I, I don't really have a question there. I'm sorry. Can we hear?
2: Can we hear about the sweet stuff? Sure. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have a couple of vendors who are um, providing us with our sweets. We've got Bobby's Baked. Um, she's she Bobby Lee. She is just a joy. She does. Um, she does edibles and, um, I don't want to say this incorrectly, um, edibles that don't necessarily have the THC to... Like CBD edibles. Maybe yeah, yeah, I think that might, I think the that The ones might be that are, okay. like, legal in Illinois. Yeah, right, yeah. the ones yeah. that are legal in Illinois. Cool. Um, and she, th- these are, these will not have any of, any of those in it, these, uh, offerings that she has. <laughs> For us, for sure. Um, But she's going to be providing us with a lemon chamomile shortbread. I know, right? Um, It's a little citrusy, a little coconut nectar.
1: I'm glad we took a break from listing these because I think that a solid five minute block of us going, ooh, would be. Well, a- that's really the thing well, about- we've, we've digested our savory. Yeah, now. Right, 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 you
2: exactly. Know, <laughs> cleansed our palate with a little bit of tea. If you could see us right now, yeah. our <laughs> tea cuts are in our hands. Yeah. Um, she's also doing a hibiscus rose uh, macaroon.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: There's some good stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit tart. It's just like
0: well, I think I always like feel a little bad for like food critics that have to do it on TV or something, right? Where it's like, oh, I they, like they eat a bite of something and then have to have something to say because it's like this is just good. Like sometimes things are just universally a pleasing thing to hear yeah. or eat or you know.
2: Oh yeah, like I you know really to I, actually <laughs> along that same line, can you imagine like trying to really savor something and enjoy it when you're expected to say something without having like down air time that'd be a drag oh that would yeah. be a drag that'd be like just like gobbling something down and saying oh fine that was a fine fine macaroon right
0: yeah <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just like that's such a yeah anyway sorry yeah
2: no not at all um and then we have another woman um with a company called wake up to wellness and she is making a really amazing almond truffle and these are raw, vegan, date-sweetened. Mm. Um, they're little bites. It's just a delicious, perfect little truffle wonder. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, you know, savory, a little bit of sweet. I mean, and when it comes to sweet stuff, whether it's a, you know, uh chocolate cake or whatever the case is. For me, like, the first three bites are really the three bites that you remember. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the rest, you're just part of the clean plate club. right? You know what I mean? (laughs) But, um, so I thought, you know, three really delicious, sweet treats at the end is perfect.
1: Well, especially with, you know, the the scones and the Mm -hmm. clotted cream and the jam, like... Like, to me, like, we have, like, we have crumpets in our fridge right now because, like, that I just, like, spread vegan butter and jam on because specifically to scratch that itch and, like, like yes, absolutely, like, a little tart or, like, a little macaroon, you know, is, like, or shortbread is, is, like, you know, that is, like, quintessential dessert, but there's, like... There's still, like, that's, it, there's sweetness that kind of, like, faults, like, carries you through the, yeah, the absolutely. Whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Which, so, like, not going overload on the dessert, I think, is, like, totally a good call. Yeah, yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I,
2: like, I mean, really, honest to goodness, I do like sweet stuff, but, like, those first few bites, that's what really gets you.
1: Well, and because the whole point is to not, like, the, it's like we were saying earlier, the whole point of high tea is, like, not to go overboard. Right. I mean, you're going to leave full, like, because the little sandwiches, the little, oh, will yeah. fill you up. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, you're not supposed to be, like... You're not supposed to leave and just be like, "Oh God!" Like, <laughs> just like, "Oh, i I have a cavity just from that." Like, it's not a it's it's about it's about um you know you shouldn't have to need a nap after high tea. No. That should in fact invigorate
2: you for the rest of your afternoon. Yeah,
1: it should be like serene and just like mm-hmm. fancy and a, a departure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, one
2: more added thing to the afternoon. We're gonna have the music, shorting the Sugar Pushers and the um, great food and table service, of course. Um, but we also have a couple of vendors who will be joining us with some little, you know, potential Mother's Day treats. Oh, cool! That the guests, um, the guests are welcome to, and they're invited to um, arrive up to a half hour early for their seating. Mm -hmm. And then they can sort of tool around the vendors. Um, There's a uh, doTERRA essential oils vendor. Cool. It's going to be there, Erica Garcia. And there's a Being Vegan candle and soaps. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be some ceramics. There's going to be Bobby's Baked is going to have some opportunities to buy packaged goods cool um yeah so that's you know so then they'll be able to sort of tool around there while they're waiting for their table um listen to the music a little bit they can certainly feel free to look around a little bit afterwards and you know if you showed up and you didn't maybe get mom that little you know that little bud vase that you were hoping to pick (laughs) her up on the way in you can say here here you go, ma, Bye. Pick yourself something pretty, will ya?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, we did a, th- a thing that's weird, and not to like completely, but we got all of our, we went to like, we walked into Foresighted and then got smacked in the face with just like a bunch of Mother's Day stuff. Sure. And, and all of a sudden we were like, got little knickknacks and we're done with it like, we, like weeks ahead of, because it's still. When nice
1: is, work. When yeah. is Mother's Day? Like
0: May. It's, it's the 13th. Yeah.
1: 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Well and it's because well otherwise, done.
0: it's such a, it's a holiday that it's easy to not know what to do for it, yeah. you know? It's um, I, what, it's yeah, that's true. It's funny,
2: my, my mom, like, her perfect mother's day was always just uh, that we would help her work in the garden. Oh, that's, that's so great. nice. Yeah. And so, like, the three of us would go and, you know, dig in the garden and... Turn the flower beds and stuff like yeah. that. It's
0: a good time of year for that too. It's, it's right. Like,
2: it's a perfect time of year, right. and she gets she gets help that she doesn't have to guilt us into because it's Mother's Day. Of course, we're gonna <laughs> do whatever she wants.
0: I've. So I've never gardened before, but I'm going to, I want to this year, one of our windows is, because we're like in this weird basement apartment, one of our windows is like has soil right in front of it, just like this big patch of, so I'm just gonna, I'm really looking forward to that, and it has really nothing to do with what we've been talking about. No,
1: that's (laughs) all right. it's it's good times. So in terms of like the general vibe that people can expect, now are there going to be like large communal tables, or like small tables that people can occupy, like is this going to be... I guess I'm wondering, like, what should people expect in terms of, like, the amount of socialization that's going to be happening? Sure. Um,
2: so the space itself, uh, the loft itself, has a number of um, different table options, and I sort of oscillated on how to utilize them. We do have um, a number of large, like, four-foot-by-four-foot four tables, and to me that wasn't something... Because you do want to be able to have a conversation, you know, it's... and. It's not necessarily big eight-person parties where right. where you're gonna have, you know, you're talking with people all the way around the table. Um, so we opted to have those for the vendors, and we have um, four uh, tables that seat four or five. We are inviting people to bring um, their kids, and we'll have a couple of boosters and a couple of oh, high chairs. Cool. Um, We have six tables that seat two or three. Um, And then we have two tables that seat up to eight. And um, everybody, basically the four tops, four slash five tops, the two or three tops, which are the high boys, uh, are all going to be just one party at a table. There's a couple of cases where we have a longer table that seats eight, and we're having like two on one side and three on the other Mm. so that everybody has their own space then there's a couple of cases where we have seven or eight guests and of course then we're going to be using the big table so um you know in very uh on three or four occasions will there be tables that are shared and it's basically a six foot long table with you know two people on on either end so lots of privacy so that was an important thing I thought yeah um. cause
1: that's what occurred to me was like for individuals who like this just sounds like a cool event but nece- but like bringing mom isn't, isn't necessarily an option it's like there's there is a certain level of like not wanting to intrude on like people hanging out with their moms and sure. so like you know I think that I don't know why I keep like feeling the need to validate your decisions because you clearly know what you're doing but like, no 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 but like, I, I think that was a good call <laughs> no it, it's it's always it's good it's good when somebody
2: says yeah hey that was you know that makes sense mm-hmm. it is validating because you know you just take a stab in the dark i mean right. for half a second i did think oh well you know big family communal tables and i'm like ah yeah that's not you you want to be able to sit intimately and have a conversation. and
0: Well, and it's so interesting, you know, um, you mentioned that you uh, program for entertainment, and they're, they're similar in a way, um, but it's interesting thinking about... They're similar in that they're both programming like an experience. You know, mm-hmm. we talk with a lot of... Um, I'm thinking specifically of a conversation we had with this um, classical music ensemble called the Bach and Beethoven Experience. And one of the things in one of the episodes we were talking about was just they were like we were talking about the idea that like with a performance it happens and it's gone and it's, it's you, yeah, you have to be there for ethereal, it and this is yeah. very similar in that way but it's also very like the the kind of experience that you're you're cultivating is not so i mean obviously there is like it's I, I don't know what what i mean to say is that it's a very specific vein that is unique to everybody's experience you know like everyone kind of has a different like like mother child relationship and that having room for that individuality while having a, a reason a, like a, a coming together moment I think mm-hmm. is a really interesting thing to you know I'm, I'm I guess what I'm really curious about is did like was there like an overarching like okay this is where I'm my like checking checkpoint check, not checkpoint um my like, Place that i want to make sure that i thing that i is there was there an overarching thing that you wanted to make sure that you wanted to accomplish as far as like cultivating this experience that you checked it back in with or was it just kind of like this works and this works and this works
2: um yeah uh with anything that i host um it has to have elements of unexpected joy
0: Mm.
2: you know what i mean like if um I can tell people all about the great food and the great music and the whatever, but when they walk in the space, I want there to be a flower arrangement on a table that makes them go, oh, that looks so beautiful. Or, oh, look, there's tea cozies on all of these teapots. How cool is that? Like, there needs to be some unexpected joy in in anything, in entertainment, in dining, whatever. And when it comes... I mean, I, I also recognize that... Um, that, you know, if you, let's say you see your mom all the time and you are going out with your mom for Mother's Day, like you might have, or maybe you talk to your mom on the phone once a week or whatever the case is, um you sort of chatted out about what's happening in the family and things like that. But to go into an environment that has things that you can talk about and things that you can reflect on and things that you can make a topic of conversation Mm -hmm. is really, you know, is really to me exceptional and, and special. And the other side of that coin is let's say you don't have a super close relationship with your mom and you don't necessarily have the small talky things or, You know, you don't have your aunts or sisters or brothers or nephews or grandkids or whatever to talk about. Same thing applies. You walk into this environment and you can talk about how great the music is. And oh, do you, yeah, oh, I used to listen to this music. Or my Mm -hmm. grandfather used to listen to this music. Or look at the tablecloths. You know, didn't grandma have these for Sunday dinners? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you walk into this environment and it inspires conversation and joy and an experience in that moment something that like takes you out of yeah your, yeah absolutely absolutely wow cool cool <laughs>
0: well um we have a few minutes left So the last thing we do with all of our guests is a one-minute plug for anything they have upcoming. Sometimes that's very obvious, like (laughs) letting folks know where they can find out about an upcoming vegan high tea. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, we love um, hearing uh, shout-outs to other folks that you think are doing dope work um, or uh, any self-care things that you're consuming, movies, TV shows, music, stuff like that.
2: Okay. Well, um, I have to say uh, that Vegan Test Kitchen... The folks there mm-hmm. have been super supportive and really welcoming. Uh, so they're having an event that same day, and like the in a perfect world, you and Mom would come and hang out at the loft for tea, and then you would head down to Emporium and you know do your shopping. I do want to make a quick mention regarding the mm-hmm. high tea. Sorry. In fact, um, we dropping. are sold. <laughs> we are sold out of the 11 a.m the 12 a.m. and the 12.30 seatings. Wow. Oh, wow. So the seatings are based on about 90 minutes, and they're staggered. Um, they're not a half hour, I promise. <laughs> People have asked, really, it's a half hour? No, it's not a half hour. Um, Yeah, we have about 46 or 47 tickets left. Oh, my wow. gosh. Yeah, so the tickets have been really, they've been just sort of flying off the virtual shelves. Um, So we've got a 10.30... Uh, one, uh, and then more the afternoon, the one thirty and two o'clock. Cool. Um, and if need if need arose, originally tea to me is like, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. But people were like, ah, oh, let's do try it earlier. If need arose, we'd be happy to open up a like a I think it would be a three o'clock time slot, but just for whatever it's worth. The so vegan test kitchen, they're great. Um at Ravenswood Loft we've got a really fun thing coming up in May. We've got Jazz Babies, where we're inviting families to bring their kids, listen to a jazz trio, do some artwork, dance, let life and art come together and teach your children, right? Teach them that it can all be there and that and the parents love it. The kids love it. We had an event this last weekend, and they the kids were like over the moon with the music, and the parents were, really, this is what it does to me. Oh uh, yeah it was it was amazing. Um, anyway, so that's some things that Ravens love tonight, uh, which is Thursday. This will air afterwards. We have a silent movie um, with live accompaniment a Buster Keaton film. Oh, cool, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's awesome! Yeah, so we do all sorts of cool stuff, and we do private event rentals, and we have a great, we have a great, we just have a good time.
0: Yeah, we sounds just have like a it. Good
2: time, chorus girls and galaxy girls, and food stuffs and lots of music. And
0: where can people find you on social media?
2: Uh, Ravenswithloft dot com. Cool. And um, Ravenswithloft on Instagram. Sweet. And I'm so appreciative of you guys
1: having me in.
2: Of
0: course, it was this our was pleasure. Super this great. was really yeah.
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. I got to reminisce about high tea, which is like perfect. A- so, yeah. A- okay. Cool. A- okay.
0: Um, I'm oh, sorry. Uh, thank you all so much for listening I've been Dan Johansson
1: <laughs> I continue to be Maureen Smith
0: If you want to keep up With what we are up to There are so many ways You can do that The first is to head over To our website scopymag.com. We spell that S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G gcom There you can find All of our articles And podcast episodes We have stuff going up Every day It's super satisfying To say that After like thinking about For some reason I just flashed back to The first time I ever said that And we were p- publishing Our Articles maybe once a week. No, we have two to three articles going up every day. We've got podcast episodes going up almost every day. Um, so do check all of that out at scopymag.com. You can also keep up with us on social media. On Facebook, we're under Scopy Magazine. On Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr, we are under Scopy Mag. We spell that the same way as the website. Um, and, uh, you can also find our podcast, the one that you're listening to right now, in all the podcast places under Scopy Radio. So that's iTunes, Google Play, and Radio Public are the ones that we're aware of. Um. There are more, obviously, but, you know, let us know. Uh, So, cool. Thanks so much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. um, And I'm here to talk about the importance of subscribing. Uh, If you head to our website, scopymag.com, and go to our subscribe page, uh, there are a couple ways that you can do that. Uh, First, you can uh, sign up to receive emails every time that we post something, which is actually huge because we post everything on social media, but the algorithm doesn't like us. And so it tends to bury us. So... A way that you can find out about what we're doing first is to sign up for those emails, and it's super easy. Just enter in your preferred email address, hit go, and you'll start receiving them right away. Um, Another way that you can subscribe is by becoming a member Um, for as little as $5 a month. uh, At $5 a month, you get a little pin that says go out and make something, which is our slogan. Uh, And then at $10 a month, we are going to start hosting some cool events that you will have exclusive access to um and from there uh we start to get into the more advertising uh, realms for as little as 25 dollars a month you can be featured on our website we get a lot of site traffic it's super viable so if you're interested in that please feel free to reach out to us at scopymag at gmail.com so yeah come subscribe
0: cool thanks again so much for listening go out and make something
1: yep